0: the tefl commute season 8 episode 1 in which sean and i reconnect after an extended break and talk about the family let's get started Hey Sean! Hey Lindsay! Hi! <laughs> <laughs> How's it going? All oh, right. It's, it's, it feels like a long time. Like it, it's it, it's, it's it, ages. It's been a long time. I know. Ages.
1: Absolutely ages. I'm, the last episode was in June or the beginning of June. It's like we're in what? Yeah. Recording this in September now. It's a. Uh, like exactly. like a long time, a long time. It's nice to be back with the TEFL Commute family, though, eh? It definitely <laughs>
0: is. Oh, very nice. We'll come back to the little segue. Uh, welcome, everybody. This is the TEFL Commute. This is a podcast for language teachers. That's not about language teaching, but the topic always seems to come up. And um, we are in our eighth season now. We do two seasons a year, usually one in the uh, English fall and one in the English spring. And we are your hosts, my... My name is Lindsey Clantfield. So I'm Sean Wilden. And how's your summer been, Lindsey? You doing anything? Did you teaching? Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, no, I wasn't teaching this summer. Uh, I was doing some writing and just kind of relaxing. So yeah, quite good. Some writing and a bit of training, but no, no, no teaching. So. Mm. And you and yourself? I was training at the beginning of the summer, and
1: I've just uh, finished a four weeks intensive IELTS class. Oh.
0: Wow. Okay. Well, each episode of the Tuffle Commute, we take a theme and we explore different aspects of that theme. The theme can be very, very overtly related to teaching, or it can be sort of a sideways look. And today, our theme is family, the family, families, and we're going to look at different aspects of it. And so I wanted to start off our, our discussion, Sean, by a question relating to family. Before we get into teaching family, All right. a theory that I have is that teaching runs in the family. Now, how much do you agree with that? I'll tell you my own case. I am the son of two teachers. My mother was an English teacher and my father was a French teacher. So in my case, definitely feels like it runs in the family. My wife, who was a French teacher, her parents weren't teachers at all. Where do you fall on this?
1: Oh, I probably fit nicely in the middle. My parents weren't teachers, but my there are three siblings uh, and we're all teachers. <laughs> so there's a lot. Wow. Yeah, we didn't run, run in the family as in we had this role model, but uh, I I went into E L T and my other two teacher my other two my two sisters sorry they're both work in the state
0: system in the UK. So yes, yeah, yes and no. Like, imagine you were doing some teacher training in the summer. Think back to your teachers that you were working with. How many many did you teach all together? How many did you do training with? So
1: it's kind of uh, different courses. Hundreds. Yeah, 200 maybe over the two courses. What percentage would you
0: guess of them, of of those 100 teachers, what percentage do you think have a parent who's a teacher? I would say about 10%. 15%. 15%. You think 10%? Yeah. I was going to go way higher. higher. I would have thought like half of them. No. I don't know. I,
1: yeah. I, I, uh, I, I'm I, trying to think if I know teachers. I guess I do know parents. And so, yeah. But uh, no, because, yeah. No, I'm, I'm trying to think through my peer group and my friends and think if their, if their family were teachers or not. And then they're not particularly. So
0: well, well, then let me go on to the next part of the question because I was thinking about your parents. Now think about your children. Yeah. Yeah. One. Would you recommend that they become a teacher? And two, if you didn't recommend and they went ahead and became a teacher, would you? Would you? Would you think? oh, no, you've you know, an English teacher specifically. Would you? Would you recommend them to do it or not do it? Or would you be uh, sad if they did it? I don't
1: think I definitely wouldn't be sad. I don't think I would. Um I don't know about... Rec- I, I'm going to just be a bit gigantic about the word recommend. I would have no problem if well, my son came to me and said I want to be a teacher. In fact, he's four years old. He currently wants to be a pilot. So, um, But if he wants to be a teacher, then I've got no, no issue with that. I think it's a, a fine profession. I've been in it 30 years and enjoy it. I'm not going to say anything particularly negative about it. I mean, uh I'd like to think as a right on parent, I would support
0: whatever decision they made. <laughs> of course. Of course. As a right on parent, I would do the same. Uh, no, the reason I asked is I remember there was a, a very interesting book that came out around, around 10, 15 years ago by a writer called Rose Senior. Right. She used to write a lot for her English teaching professional. Um, and she wrote a book called The Experience of Language Teaching, yeah. which was a sort of Series of surveys, I think she did about about the experience of language right. teaching, and one of the questions that she asked was, uh, "Would you would you want your child to be a an English teacher?" So maybe not recommend, but would you want that for your child? And and she said lots of the people answering said, "No, no, no, no. There's not enough stability. You know, it's not well paid enough. I I would hope they would do something better. I don't know. That's where it's Yeah, and I
1: mean, I think that's true, but I, I yeah, I mean. It, i can see that. i can see why the question came from came from i mean there are and i think if you're looking at elt perhaps it's the lens in which you look at the profession and there's certainly a difference yeah. between yes, say perhaps definitely. being a private language
0: teacher yeah so so yeah let me rephrase it would you want your your son to be a private language teacher living hand to mouth in a big european city with outrageous rent levels no job contract and no security does that sound something you would want to Well, to
1: it, it didn't hurt me so i can't see why not i mean but, but then but it's the positive look at you you live in Spain now I mean like you know yeah. I lived in I lived in a, in two countries for most of my adult life and I loved every moment of it and it's a completely different experience That's when true. you put it that as you put true. it nobody would want that but look at the I mean I would never change what I did No, neither would I neither would I the experience of what I got uh, from that I mean in this episode is kind of I mean we're calling this episode family if I look at the uh, to use it in a more cliche kind of trite way the family of people that I then had that were my friends because I was an expat was a you know a really enriching experience and those experiences i would want to certainly want my uh, child to have so uh not quite answering your question but i'm not going to be negative about a profession which i've enjoyed for 30 years
0: well not, i and so have i even despite me trying to goad you yeah. into the to the response for the sake of our it's podcast. season eight i've learned to i've
1: learned to be more uh, more more less angry <laughs>
0: <laughs> Less angry, more <laughs> circumspect. Yes, yeah. Um Let's have a little message now from our producer before we go on, because there's other things I think we could talk about families, not least of which, how we teach them.
1: Yeah, come on, James, give us
2: a message. Hello, this is producer James just popping in to say hello. We're on season eight of The Tevil Commute already. Can you believe it? A big thank you to everyone listening, especially those who've been there since the beginning. Okay, so I just wanted to say quickly before we get back to the show that there are numerous ways you can keep in touch with the Tevel commute. The first and best way, of course, is if you're listening to this program on a podcast app, is to go to our page on that app and hit the subscribe button. If you do that, then you can guarantee that every fresh new episode of the show will just automatically download to your phone and you won't have to lift a finger. The second thing you can do is of course go to our website where you'll see all the show notes for each episode and all of our archives you can find there as well. Uh, The third thing you can do is go to our Facebook page so just do a search for TEFL Commute and there you'll see information about new episodes and fourthly you can go and follow us on Twitter as well also at TEFL Commute for similar updates. So there's things you can do to stay in touch with the podcast okay subscribe website facebook and twitter okay i'll stop taking up your time welcome back to season eight and let's go back to sean and lindsay
1: It's nice. It's nice to hear James. I can't keep up with him at the moment. Every time he sends us a message, he seems
0: to be somewhere else. It's just. I know. he's. Yeah, he's, 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 he's we we'll have to get him back on the uh, on the show. I think. Oh, I don't think we doing... need to. We need
1: to go that far. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's, 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 it's funny, funny enough. It was funny that you chose this. chose the family. That you said, let's start with family this this season. Because last week in, in in said intensive IELTS class, we were looking at family, uh, and it was just like it's really weird. Because I, I, one of the words going into this part, one of the words I had struggled with was nuclear family, and I'm like, do we? Because yeah. it, it was in I it was kind of IELTS vocabulary. And it was nuclear family. I was like, "Do we actually still say
0: that? Is that a word we still use?" (laughs) I know. Well, this is. I mean, that that was one of the things I was thinking about. I mean, if you've said you've been teaching for thirty years, I've just passed the twenty-year mark. I think I've noticed in my own teaching and the materials how like. The notion of what constitutes a family is has become more complicated. There's more things that are more popularly accepted in popular culture, certainly in popular Western culture about families and family constitution and stuff like that. How does how does that change the way we teach family vocabulary? So because, you know, even if you if you type a Google search, like for teaching English family vocabulary worksheet, and then like clicked on the images, you'd see all the typical stuff, you know, like mother, father, brother, sister, yeah, yeah. which would constitute, I suppose, you know, the the traditional nuclear family, right? I mean, and and if you looked at family words that you teach at an A1 level, you're going to get all of those, yeah? Mm-hmm, absolutely. But but I mean, as many teachers, I, and I remember uh, when I started teaching, already there were People making noises in articles, sort of saying, you know, the way we teach family stuff is is very kind of like adhering to a certain norm. So, um, you know, of who lives in the household uh, of the of the kind of four person family. But just like, you know, what about reconstituted families? And all of a sudden, our family vocabulary can start like spiraling out of control. Yeah, right? I mean, one the of the things
1: I noticed uh this, uh, this uh, course book I was using, which I, I won't refer to directly, but the course book that, that was the kind of set text for this, this course I've just been working on, it was interesting I find it interesting maybe because we knew we were going to talk about family. This kind of tradi- if I think back to the, the early days of a course book, it was a very traditional the, the words that you just mentioned. But I find it now that we got um, there is much more about extended family, single parent family, one parent family, those kind of things. And I guess that reflects more of a societal change within the vocabulary we teach.
0: Yeah. I mean, I suppose there's still waiting in materials to talk about families with with two mothers or two fathers or husband and husband. That that I don't know when that's Going to start coming into materials, but it, but that's
1: quite but it quite interesting. So I was teaching uh, the, this group of um, Japanese students uh, who are all uh, at university. They they come over to to better their English in Oxford this summer. And when we were doing the family tree and this concept of the fact that I'm not married but um, I've been with my partner for, for a number of years, they couldn't count cal- because they couldn't grasp the fact that it wasn't wife. And I know you know that's really interesting. Uh, but that's kind of this kind of this idea. I know it's not the same as, uh, as like uh, two women or two. men Men together but, but even in, in this more traditional sense they just couldn't grasp that it wasn't like husband and wife well i think there's also the the words
0: as well i mean when i think of that in spanish spanish um and French both have a way around that, so that the word for woman and the word for wife are the same. But before even getting to, to that kind of stuff, there's also all the all the other aspects of like you know the difference between half brothers and sisters, step brothers, oh, yeah. step sisters, uh, all of those things, which um which I find interesting because it's actually maybe not that hard to teach because these are often sort of affixes that we uh, yeah as well. quite, quite clearly so, um in law is like what we put at the end of all that stuff, so you don't have to learn a whole bunch of new words.
1: I get confused when it's step and half and all you know, distance and all those kind of stuff.
0: Oh yeah, and second and once removed. I mean obviously we don't we don't need to go into like, you know, your second cousin once removed kind of thing.
1: That's I, speak, speaking of cousins, just just on a little uh, little detour for a second. Ever heard of Double cousin, parallel cousin, and cross cousin.
0: No, never. No, never have I. Cross cousin sounds really dodgy, though.
1: Cross cousin, which means one or two cousins, especially of a different sex, who are respectively the children of a brother and sister apparently. Uh, This appeared in a book in 1988. The reason I bring that up is when I was looking into family for this episode, I came across obscure words for family from the Merriam-Webster Dictionary, in fact. And parallel cousin and cross-cousin were were two of the words in that. Um, So a parallel cousin is a literal cousin, uh, but a cross-cousin is different. And a double cousin is someone who shares all four grandparents. So when a pair of sisters marries a pair of brothers, apparently... Oh my yeah. God! So, oh, okay. so there's, yeah, yeah. there's, there's so interesting. Like when we talk about step and half and removed, we can also a double parallel cross. I mean there's just they're, and I was so many it came about 20 different words you know you get uh, although this isn't official it's still uh, officially in the dictionary yet we have siblings and there are also
0: nibblings which is quite cute wow oh my I love that what are your, your ne- nibblings tell me tell me it's, it's, not, it's not it's not like a chocolate version of your brother no brother no brother no, brother no brother it's, a, it's your, it's
1: your nephew and nieces or your your nibblings oh I love that I love that oh I want to teach yes, um, well next so. time you teach family then uh, then you'll have to come into that and there are other things like you get the uh, the. what you we were talking about prefixes the um, you've got the suffixes so you've got uterine or uterine instead of saying half uh brother you say brother uh uterine which is u-t-e-r-i-n-e or brother germain which is uh actually uh, your proper brother uh so these are kind of things that i think have 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 been lost (laughs) (laughs) yeah all right yeah Uh, cute i know I know, i know i know i know i know um this staff i think is very interesting uh any any female in your family is a is of uh any female branch of your family is your distaff, D-I-S, and then staff. Uh, your brother, mother's brother, is your uncle, uh, and so on. I'll, I'll, make a, I'll make a list of these things on the uh,
0: uh, links to them on the. On the oh, that's hilarious. I thought it was getting complicated. I no, but there is, day. and
1: that's just some of them. There are so many more. Oh, kissing cousin. We mentioned kissing cousin, didn't we? I mean, <laughs> your kissing cousin, <laughs> and it's not what you think it is. Uh, it's that is your. What is it then? What is it? It's a cousin that's complete. Well, it is a kissing cousin in a sense, but they're completely removed from your family in that sense. Uh, oh, not blood.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but then you you so you're kissing. So there you go. Interesting. I mean, the the uh, last point on this is that what I find interesting about this is this is all these words are often made by um affixing yeah. like, suffixes yeah, yeah. or prefixes or other words to it. Whereas in other languages, you have completely new words. So I know what I find in Spanish I had to learn like for a, a, a son-in-law. Uh, I had to learn a new word. Oh, so it's completely um, a, a completely word in itself. Yeah. Yeah, right. yeah. I mean, and they have other ones as well. I, I suppose with everything you said, this must exist in English as well. But the one word I loved in Spanish that I learnt was, was the word, like if I'm, I'm the father-in-law and yeah. um, someone else is another father-in-law. So like if I'm the father-in-law of my son's wife, my son's wife's father is the father-in-law of my son, yeah? So yeah, yeah. what does that make me and him? And it's it's called like the co-in-laws, like the co-father-in-law, oh, okay. the consuegro. And so I thought that was a kind of interesting word. I wonder if that existed in your Miriam list.
1: The other thing that, the other thing that shook me about English with family members is it's actually how many different ways we have of mother and father. I mean, there's there's mother, father, mum.
0: Yeah, pa, ma, pop, mom, mommy, daddy, yeah. Mata partner, and then you've, if you've got
1: into the uh, the Matricin and Patrickin sides of family, so you know I've, it's very
0: interesting. I've, once you get into the- I never, I never end up teaching. Well, I don't teach no. lots of those, but I never end up teaching mummy or mom or dad or whatever because probably I don't know for some reason. I remember once seeing hearing a student say, "Yes, I'm going to ask my mummy," and I just it sounded really yeah, like, yeah,
1: yeah,
0: really, really. Yeah, I,
1: I've, I don't know. In my head, there's always this, like mummy is is kind of uh, quite infertile in in. Uh, so when you get a
0: uh, yeah or, or or you do it just in the intimacy of your own home
1: you yeah know, so well, okay like uh, but- so the revelations in this episode um, uh no, i didn't mean it that way <laughs> all right okay let's
2: cut we'll cut so it. anyway I, go on
1: funnily enough i think uh just thinking of the uh, kind of the teaching of of family
0: uh, i mean how do you teach it well that was my next question because uh, i think family could be one of those areas where it's full of pitfalls so so one is the first pitfall we established is you know just defaulting to the uh quote-unquote traditional uh slash nuclear family and leaving out all these other kind of family combinations and 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 how do you deal with all of that um because you just have more and more words and stuff like that and also for other cultural reasons and stuff but also how do you teach like you know obviously the most clear ways to make a family tree right so you do a family tree and you sort of say here and this and so on and so forth um but whose family do you use now I think many teachers, if you don't have any materials, you're going to default to your own family, I suppose. Or you're going to ask students and use one of their examples. But you'll say, okay, so I'm Lindsay. This is me here. I have one brother. His name is William. And and then kind of and so on. My mother's name is so on. Yeah. But if you were making material or if you were designing a course or something to be taught by someone else, you're going to need to use another family, a model to teach that. Now, traditionally, when I started teaching the model in British English (laughs) English books, (laughs) uh, in several of them was (laughs) <laughs> was um and you'll love this, of course. Sean was yeah, that's what I was family, muttering so. under my
1: breath. The royal family, yeah, yeah,
0: uh, yeah. No, well, we uh, so so students would learn father and mother and stuff like that by connecting. But then the, the um, you know,
1: hang right. on, isn't he actually the brother of or no, see the royal family? Yes, the royal exactly. family doesn't work for that reason. There's too in, too much interbreeding
0: <laughs> No, I tried to. I, well, yes, it, it, the, but even that could be a teachable thing. But I I tried also with um the Simpsons. Uh huh. Because uh, that that's been quite universal, but again, that's still the nuclear thing. I don't know any of of their cousins or anything like that, not off the top of my head. Um, I don't know who else would you use again. I think this is a problem. I mean, I've seen it used uh, for famous U.S. dynasty, political dynasty families. So you have the the Kennedys or the Clintons in the past. I I will never teach the Trumps.
1: That was shockingly go through my head when you, you say the dynasties. You know, I'm I'm actually thinking of material. It's a long time since I've actually seen in in material like a real family, a, a family tree of a real family per se.
0: Yeah, it's actually true because I think because of the sort of English becoming more international language and and then people not knowing authors or and publishers assuming that people might not know the cultural touchstones yeah you know so you, right. you then have you just you just have you you have to go with a fake family but
1: that's yeah you got the fake family and that's uh, but also i think it's actually with technology for example it is easier for people to have their families i think we mentioned this in an episode before a little time ago you know that whereas a mobile phone makes it much easier to for the students to actually have their family on them so they can start referring to their own family whereas it was difficult in previous times and we had to kind of make it up so, you know, if, if, you, if you're simply going to choose to talk, teach family off back without much preparation, I think you're guaranteed the students probably have their families with them, in a
0: sense. I mean, I, presumably, if you were teaching, you could use a local oh, true, true. family, so something that's on television, like a television show. And I mean, the irony of, of like we were laughing about the royal family, but the number of my students who are watching The Crown... They probably know more now about the royal family. Don't watch that you know. purely purely because of what it <laughs> is. Um,
1: how about this family? I'll let me give you a few surnames. Can you work out this family tree? Uh, so uh Lars, uh Naberi, Armadelia, Organa this is one I've used. Oh, okay.
0: Yeah, that's the Star Wars.
1: It is, yeah, the Star Wars commentary, is quite useful, because they do go back a few generations, and of course, there's there's some nice brothers and sisters and stuff, and now, with the new episodes with Ben Solo, you know, you've got kids going on, and uncles and aunts and all that.
0: I guess, I guess, is that the equivalent of a cultural touchstone that lots of students, especially millennials, will, will know all of those, or is it too geeky?
1: It's a bit geeky, and there's always people that aren't got at Star Wars, but the fact that Star Wars has been going on since 1977, and it's now 40 years later, it means it does, it does cross a fair few generations not just the millennials uh, okay. uh, with it but oh, uh, very
0: true very true all very right true. any
1: other any other any other good ones uh no well, i think you name the ones that we would do i mean yeah i mean the simpsons is a good one uh uh with it but i would i mean generally speaking i tend to tend to use my own uh, just to get the basic family words out of it because i think it's easy and it's and, and it's easy to do and it's got the idea of the students you know i like the fact the students want to find out about me so um you know i
0: try and avoid celebrity celebrity families um etc all right so let's just end this with teach family vocabulary using your own family the students families um a cultural common family that everyone can identify with and will like but just not the trumps
1: And make sure that you get the word nibblings in there
0: excellent i think it's time for another well maybe a jargon buster might well, be yeah, useful if, around
1: now yeah why not we should let him have a go shouldn't we
2: Brothers and sisters, your jargon buster is back again to look at some terminology which should be, well, familiar. In this episode, we're going to look at word families, from the root to the infix. Let's start by looking at the center of everything, the appropriately named root. The root is the smallest unit of the word which retains meaning, so you can't break run or cook down to anything smaller without removing any sense of what it means. This being linguistics, there are some slightly different interpretations of this term. So some would argue that the root of interrupt, for example, is rupt, even though this word doesn't exist in English, but can be found in disrupt and corrupt, etc. But for our purposes, we're going to keep it simple. The root is the undecorated base form from which other versions sprout. But what are these other versions? These are known as inflections, which are the ways we change and add to a word in order to express grammatical categories, such as tense, case, voice, aspect, person, number, gender, and mood. The most familiar form for us language teachers is conjugation, the inflection of verbs, but you can also modify adverbs adjectives and other word types by using declension. And how do we achieve inflections? By fixing words. We use affixes, morphemes that are added to words to create new words. There are three main types of affix. Prefixes, which go before the word, suffixes, which go after and infixes, which go inside the word. So, for example, we take the word believe and add the prefix to make disbelief the suffix for believable and all three for unfreaking believable. In reality infixing is very rare in English but does occur more frequently in some other languages such as Arabic, Indonesian, Sanskrit and Seri. An interesting example in English is how the rapper Snoop Dogg as well as using the suffix "izzle" in his speech also use the infix is in the middle of his words. So I hope you enjoyed this fix of jargon busting. And until next time, as Snoop Dogg would say, this is yo jargonizzle buzzista. Um, but I want to come back to family stuff.
0: Got it. Uh, family, family names. You were talking about family names, surnames, and I found something interesting going back to an endless source of like inspiration and fun things for our podcast, the Encyclopedia of English Language. Um, cause I want to see, I'm like, is there something interesting about family names in English that we could share? And there is. Um, and in fact, you and I were doing this just before the show, Sean, and we found that our family names both conform to this, to this typology. So, ba- yeah, basically, um, D- David Crystal writing in the Encyclopedia of English Language, um, says that in English, the, the types of surnames in English, and I presume he means England, but I guess many English names, many English surnames, he says most can be classified from an etymological point of view into one of four types. Okay? So, I'm gonna give you a type and you try to tell me, uh, give me some examples. Oh, okay? Gosh. So, um, <laughs> Uh family names uh, often derive from a place name or general topographical location identifying where a person has come from. This is by far the largest class of names. So, uh,
1: so the, can so can I go with Clanfield? Then?
0: Well, Clanfield, yes. I mean, that's not a common one, but Clanfield does come from a town, the town of Clanfield.
1: I was going to ask how, how common is that? Because obviously Wilden is my surname. Also, uh, apparently, according to the surname database, is also a place. But my name is not very common at all. I, I'm astounded when I hear
0: it all. No, but the ones that they give examples are Street, Wood, right, Chesterfield, oh, okay. Hall, Moore, Norman, and then, oh, and then okay. place names as well, so... Well, mine is apparently a place name, which I never really knew. Yeah, uh, but I guess uh, names like uh, Street, Wood, etc. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. Second type of uh, family name will derive from occupations. So this is also a large class. Cooper, Baker, Cooper, Barrel Maker, Baker, Clark, and then our uh, yeah. and then our producer, Taylor, James Taylor, Turner, Cooper, yeah, etc. So that's, that was pretty interesting. Um, the third type. Um, expresses kinship the relationship to a parent or ancestor being shown by the word ending a first name may be used without any special ending sometimes in these cases i
1: think thinking more more scandinavian but you get like ericsson yes like ericsson Eric.
0: but also uh, more yeah. english maybe johnson Robert oh, yeah, Johnson.
1: I could, I did, all I could think of was Ericson in my head, uh, uh, but yes, you're yeah, right.
0: Johnson, Robertson, yes. and then they give last names which don't have the ending but derive from a first name. Nicholas Thomas as a last name. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. And then, and then finally, last names which have derived etymologically from nicknames expressing some physical, moral, or other characteristic. So, <laughs> here are the examples. Actually, they're much more innocent than you think. Long, little, moody, fox. Brown, young, rich, which is kind of interesting. I wonder, like, do you think that someone's last name rich? So, if your name was Stephen Rich, did it derive like way back in time because one of your relatives was wealthy and they just they just rich. they just gave them that last name? Um, oh, well, they, was it ironic? Or oh yeah, like sort of like the 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 the, real, the really huge guy called Tiny.
1: <laughs> yeah, 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 so. yeah, yeah, yeah! Absolutely, that's interesting. I remember travelling back from the Czech Republic wa- uh, once uh, to a new local airport in uh, up north in the UK, and uh, the uh, the personal passport control was refusing to let a father and daughter into the country. Really? Uh, they would go check, and the, you know, and the reason why, uh, and it's it kind of shows like lack of cultural awareness then uh, of the passport control is because, of course, that in Slavic languages or in Czech and those kind of places, the, the, the surnames are different. Ah. So there'd always be the over for woman on the end of the name. So this person was like, so it was like, for example, uh, Smith, and then the, the, the daughter would be Smith of her. That wouldn't be Czech name, but and he was refusing to to believe that they were the same family uh, because of the difference in the surname. Uh, but it's always stuck in my head, you know, that we had to go and yeah. explain to him that, that, that it's that it's different uh, with it. Um, surnames, said I don't think any of these fit into your categories, but um, you, you like a quiz? All right. So I've I've got a list of uh, surnames. Yes.
0: Okay. We'll make it easy for you. Are they a TV family or a film family? So my 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 thing is I have to guess if they're TV or film. I mean, are some of these yeah. going to be both? Because like like. Like no, no, well, we'll see. Okay. But then, but then you can try and guess who the family are for the actual. Okay, so 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 I'll, I'll I'll I'm just getting ready, and I'll leave a little bit of a pause. So if you're listening to this, you could you can you can oh, play along. Oh, good too. idea! Right? Gosh, we gosh. Okay, so let's let's get let's
1: get started with the ov- obvious one. Okay. the corallone is okay. So. The the Italian family the Cor- the
0: Corleone oh Corleone sort of Corleone okay yeah, yeah, yeah so the, the town family Corleone is, is is a movie family and they're they're from the Godfather movies
1: oh, okay double points so you get you get movie and you get Godfather
0: uh, oh I I didn't let the listener guess okay okay sorry well that was the
1: example all right let's do a let's do a possibly one that's slightly older uh, but we're slightly older uh, the Griswolds
0: oh my God the Griswolds. Okay, I think it's TV. Uh, you're wrong. Oh it's no! Film. Oh Wait is it is it, is it is it is it is it is it the National Lampoon's?
1: Yes, well holiday, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, Vacation. The, it's a vacation, vacation okay.
0: movie here with the Griswolds. Chevy, okay. che- Chevy Chase, isn't? Yeah, Chevy that's Chase right. The that's Griswolds? right. Okay. Well done. Okay, so let's let's uh, go. Oh, with that's other... a deep cut. That was a deep cut for our well. It was kind listeners. of a yeah. It's a
1: let's pick a uh, let's go uh, with this one then the Starks.
0: Okay. Well. I, I'm thinking automatically of Iron Man and Tony Stark and his father. Tony oh, Stark.
1: I didn't think of that one, but yes, that would work. I was thinking of something else, perhaps more cultural. Or, or, uh,
0: Although, yeah, the Starks, I can only think of one: T- Tony Stark and his father. There's no brother or sister in that, right, so true. so it's not really a family, not useful in that sense. The other Starks? Who are the other Starks? Oh, uh, oh my God! Yeah, sorry. Um, of course. Um, Ned Stark and uh, uh-huh. Sansa Stark and Ira Stark and. Uh, Jon Snow, Stark. Um, so Game uh, of Thrones. So, t- so TV or film? TV, of course.
1: Okay. What about the Whites?
0: Hmm. Oh, well, there's. Oh, yes, TV. Because Walter White. Uh, oh, what's his son's name? Walt Junior. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, very uh, good. B- Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad. Okay. okay. Uh,
1: what about uh the McAllisters?
0: Oh gosh, I should know that. Um,
1: Again, yeah. Probably. I'm gonna guess. Moment. I'm gonna
0: guess. F- TV. No, you should be in film. Film. Hmm. Nope. I it's, drawing a the, blank.
1: That's that's the family uh, in Home Alone. Oh, is it? Is it mm, really? Okay. Yeah, All yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, uh, no. Well, then. I, okay. I completely, what about yeah. the Wakandan royal family? Sorry. The Wakandans. <laughs>
0: No, not not a single. Really? Have you
1: not watched Black Panther? Oh, that's the Black Panther for me it's the, it's the greatest movie of the the year. Black Panther. Why the, the Wakandans are, are? Oh, the, I what, didn't know that. Okay, sorry. Before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All All right. Right. Okay. All, All right, right let, let me finish the
0: movie. I just couldn't remember the name. One more then. Uh, okay. Just to
1: so hopefully to finish on more of a high, the Von Trapp family. Oh. No, oh no seriously no t- uh, t- t- tv no uh, no not the adams family a female, no dear, a dream, a drop of oh come on 1965 on every year a christmas in the uk oscar-winning uh, movie of 1965. no the sound of music the very what disa- the sound of music very oh. disappointed very. Oh. Dis- that was all. That was terrible, Lindsay.
0: <laughs> Way to start a new season. Great, I really no, taste that one, didn't no, I? On.
1: Right, we'll bring jokes back then. If you're not going to do quizzes properly, then you'll have to oh be jokes gosh. in the future,
0: future. I think that so. we're coming to the end of our first episode. Let's <laughs> hope that it's not exactly, hope, I mentioned let's, jokes. Hope, <laughs> let's, let's hope that it's not the last episode. um Thank you, everybody, for listening. This has been an episode of the Tuffle Commute. Sean, do you want to tell people where they can find us? Ah,
1: well, as James hopefully said earlier, then we are available on templecommute.com where you can find the links to the show and uh, all the previous episodes. You can download the episode from fairly much anywhere where you can download all the episodes. And if you can't be bothered to download it, then you can listen to us on Spotify. Awesome. See you next time. All right.
0: Thanks, everybody.
3: As your commute is coming to an end, here's an activity you can take into class. Online, find a series of family idioms in English. Examples include a chip off the old block, the black sheep of the family, blood is thicker than water, to follow in your father or mother's footsteps, or a marriage of convenience. Split the idioms in half, or remove key words and ask students to put them back together. Then they research the meaning of the expression and have to say if there are similar or other expressions about the family in their language. Can they translate them into English and explain them? Almost all languages will have idioms or proverbs about the family, so this can become a good speaking activity. You've been listening to The Tefl Commute, an original podcast produced and presented by Lindsay Clanfield, Sean Wilden and James Taylor. Don't miss out on any episodes by subscribing to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or your podcast player of choice and by visiting us at teflcommute.com.